Hi, I'm Liz Kapko, and I'm the host of the L Podcast. This podcast is all about L's, so letting go what doesn't serve you, learning who we are, what we want out of life, and how the hell to get there, leveling up in life, and most importantly, learning to love ourselves in the process. So let's go. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I am exactly two weeks uh, post-surgery. So I had gallbladder surgery. I'd struggled with my gallbladder just being really inflamed since pretty much Easter. And I was miserable. (laughs) I was like bloated. I looked super, super pregnant. I was really uncomfortable. It was really painful. Um, A lot of foods make me, made me really nauseous. So like I wasn't eating my best. I was, it was just a hot mess. And so I had surgery two weeks ago and I didn't realize how difficult the recovery would be. And I've had a lot of time to think about it. Believe me. Uh, I, I ended up taking the rest of the week off after my surgery. Um, cause I just wasn't sure how I was going to feel. I had never had surgery before. I had never gone under anesthesia before, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. Um, The doctor told me that, you know, I might be a little bit tired, but, you know, I should be okay. So in my mind, that meant I'll be fine. Like, I can just go back to work. I can, you know, keep doing what I've been doing. And that was definitely not the case. And so, like, the the first week of recovery, like, the day of, I felt like shit. Like I was really, really tired. I was really out of it. Um, I had to take like heavy pain meds to kind of keep the pain down. So I slept most of the day of. The next day, I still was in a lot of pain. And so pretty much the last, like, I'd say like the last two days after the surgery, I was in so much pain um, that I was just on pain meds that would knock me out. And so I slept. And once the pain was a little bit more tolerable, where I didn't need the pain meds, I took maybe Tylenol instead, um, so not something as strong or that would knock me out, I was able to kind of walk around. So I would before, I couldn't really walk by myself. Jamie had to help me walk around. Um, I couldn't really bend. Just like my whole midsection was still really bloated because apparently they fill you up with gas to like puff you up so they can work in there. Super weird. So I was still bloated until probably earlier this week. And so Jamie helped me for the most part. He's been a saint through all of this. Um, and once I was able to walk around in my head, I was like, I'm fine. I can walk. I can do anything. And so I had limitations. I was put on, you know, no lifting, no exercise, you know, no, pretty much nothing too strenuous. And that was really hard. Um, I didn't, it really like hurt my ego to not be able to do things to, um, to not be independent. And I didn't realize how much of, um, a struggle that would be for me. And so I, you know, I relied on Jamie and it, and it's not that I didn't believe Jamie could help me. Like Jamie was super helpful. I think it was just my own ego that was like, well, I can, 
this isn't 20 pounds. They said I couldn't lift 20 pounds, you know, trying to find those loopholes <laughs> where I'm like, I can pick this up from the floor. I can, you know, carry the laundry basket. And Jamie was really good about like slapping me on the wrist and saying, no, they said no lifting at all. Like you're not supposed to be doing that. You're only going to hurt yourself in the long run. And it's true for, for, I think a lot of us, we, you know, we think we can do things, which we probably can. Like I probably could lift the laundry basket. I probably could pick things up off the floor, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't for our own health. And then we wonder why, like, why am I still in pain? Why am I still, you know, this and that? Well, it's because you're not letting yourself rest. And it's taken me years and apparently still some more years it's going to take me to be okay with resting. And this, these past few weeks, like, it's felt like two months to me where I was just, you know, I laid on the couch. I would, you know, maybe watch some TV or, or I would sleep. I think a lot of the first week I was just sleeping. And in my mind, that was boring. <laughs> it was boring. Like, I I thought, you know, maybe this week off I could catch up on some house projects or, you know, do some arts and crafts. Like, I had these lofty goals of doing all these other things because, you know, resting doesn't mean actually resting. Resting just means not working. It means doing other things. That is not what resting means, you guys. Resting does not mean I'm just going to use my time for other projects. I don't know at what point in our lives that happens. Like, we screw up what the definition of rest means. I think, I mean, part of it could be kind of how we're raised. I remember, you know, growing up, if I was on the couch watching TV, you know, that was deemed lazy. I could have been cleaning. I could have been, you know, doing homework. I could have been studying for a test. I could have been, you know, practicing volleyball. I could have been doing, you know, quote unquote, productive things. And so for a lot of my childhood and probably teenage years, rest was the equivalent of not productive and therefore a waste of time. And so for, you know, as an adult now, I struggle with the concept of resting because it's not deemed productive. And, you know, in our day and age, if you want to be anyone, if you want to go anywhere, if you want to do anything with your life, you need to be productive, right? You need to constantly be taking the next steps to move your life forward, to, you know, to network, to build your business, to, you know, advance your career. It's, I mean, first of all, that's exhausting as hell, right? To constantly be on the go, to constantly be moving, to constantly be thinking, even just thinking about constantly doing these things is exhausting. And so rest Rest almost feels like it's the exact opposite of what you want for your life. And that is so hard to say because rest is so important. And right now I you know I had my follow-up yesterday and um before that, so Wednesday, I before that Wednesday? Yesterday, it was Wednesday, <laughs> before that Tuesday. I'm so loopy, you guys. Um, I did my first workout. You know, I, I mean, I probably shouldn't have, of course. Don't tell my doctor. But I did a no impact workout. It was a dance workout. It was kind of like Zumba. I didn't, you know, lift. I didn't bend. I didn't push myself like I would. Like, 
definitely was not my best workout, but I still got to sweat. I still moved my body. I, you know, it got me off the couch. And so I tried so hard not to cry after that workout because I just, I was so scared that I wouldn't be able to get back to where I was before. And like I said, it wasn't my best workout. It wasn't, you know, um, the workouts I've done before where I really, you know, put my 110% in and I, you know, I'm drenched and the floor is, you know, covered in sweat. Like I, I you know, I, I build up a good sweat, but I, you know, didn't risk my recovery. And so I was just so afraid that I wouldn't get back to where I was and that, again, I'd be set back in life, in my health journey, in my, you know, physical fitness. And that to me was the biggest fear. Like during this whole recovery process, my biggest fear was when am I going to get back to being myself? And again, it's that, you know, timeline of like, I need to hurry up and get back to myself so I can do all these other things. And, um, my my in-laws came last weekend to help us with some house projects. My father-in-law's the best. He helped us put up some gutters on our garage because they didn't have any. And so I had to stand there and just like watch them, watch my father-in-law and my husband, Jamie, work on it. And it was like gut-wrenching for me because I wanted to help. I wanted to be able to contribute and to have to stand by and just watch It was really hard for me. And again, that like lack of patience with myself. um, Saying that out loud was actually kind of a slap in the face, right? Lack of patience with myself. I have all the patience in the world for everyone else. For, you know, our future kids, I'm sure I'll, I'll be very patient. You know, I'm very patient with Burberry, but... I have no patience for myself. How hard is that to hear? You don't have patience for yourself? Then who will? Then, you know, then why have patience? Like, the person that needs your patience the most is yourself. And I realized these past two weeks that I don't have any. Um, You know, I, I tell everyone else, you know, show yourself some grace. You know, just you know, let yourself rest, listen to your body. And I am the first person to tell myself not to do that. And, you know, it's a work in progress. The first week was really, really hard. But then I realized the only way that I can get back to myself is to let myself rest. And I realized that I started doing something that I I haven't really done before and I'm definitely going to do it now moving forward, is when I feel tired, I'm going to rest. And so this past week, um, I was back at work. Or, you know, the week after my surgery, I was back at work. And there were times where, yes, I could walk around. Yes, I could sit down at my desk and my computer and, you know, technically work. But I was so tired, like fatigued, tired, not, not like physically tired. I guess I was kind of with, you know, being sleepy, but like mentally tired. Like I couldn't think, um, I still had some soreness from my surgery. So I, I just came to the couch and laid down and took a nap. And then once I felt better, you know, I went back and did some work. 
But I think the fact that I look okay on the outside gives me that false belief that I'm okay. And that's so true for, you know, our mental health. You know, when we look okay, therefore we must be okay. And that's not true. Like, I especially know that's not true. Um, You know, diabetes. Also, you look okay on the outside, but on the inside, you're not. And so these, you know, we, we hear them called invisible diseases because on the outside you look fine. No one sees that you're struggling. No one sees that you're in pain. No one sees that you're struggling to keep your eyes open or you're struggling to, you know, organize your thoughts and focus on one thing. And so we think we're okay. And we feel like we have to put up this front that we're okay because we don't want to come off as weak. We don't want to be seen as not being able to be independent. I remember when I was first diagnosed as a type two, a person with type two diabetes, my biggest fear was that my independence was going to be taken away. And so I was first diagnosed when I was in grad school. And so a lot of my time was in the lab doing experiments. And sometimes that meant I was in the lab at like 10 p.m., 2 a.m. And there were a few times where it was like nine o'clock or it was probably like seven, seven, nine o'clock. It was late and there was no one else in the building. And I would be there by myself doing experiments when all of a sudden I would feel really sick. Like my stomach would hurt. I'd feel really nauseous. I'd feel really dizzy. I felt like I was going to pass out. And so I would have to sit on the floor and call one of my lab mates like, hey, can you come and just sit with me? Can you just come spend some time with me until I feel better, until this passes? And I think, it, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I think at that time it was, you know, low blood sugar, which can be really, really dangerous for someone with diabetes, because that means that our brains are not getting the, the glucose that it needs and our brains need glucose for fuel. And so if, if the car in your head doesn't have gas, what it turns off, right? And so it can be so dangerous for someone with diabetes to not to have low blood sugar because it can be deadly, especially for people with type 1 diabetes. Um, and so I would have to call my lab mate to come sit with me and, you know, can you bring me juice? Can you just sit with me? Or, you know, can you drive me home? And that happened a few times. And it was so scary that, like, my boss was going to be like, no, you can't be in the lab by yourself anymore. And that was going to set me back in my degree. That was going to set me back in my experiments. Again, this concept of setting myself back. And and this urgency that we all have. I don't know if it's my generation, you know, everyone's generation, but we have this urgency that we have to be somewhere. We have to get to something at a certain time. And and I've always struggled with that, like, <laughs> and this will be next week's episode or later this month, the concept of I'm not where I thought I would be in my life by now. And so I'm turning 31 in two weeks. My life is nowhere where I thought it would be, but it's exactly where it needs to be, right? And I think for so many of us, if we sit and actually think about where we are in life, it's not what we, where we thought we would be. But we always have this urgency that like, 
oh, I'm supposed to have this checklist that I'm supposed to, you know, slowly check off as I go through life. But that's making the assumption that nothing's going to go wrong. And that is absolutely not true. You know, there's so many things that have gone wrong in my life that, you know, have quote unquote set me back if I compare it to what I was, you know, this checklist that I was supposed to be accomplishing. But that is why so many of us struggle with anxiety and depression. And it's, don't get me wrong, it's not the only reason. Like, there's tons of things that can cause these struggles with our mental health. But this doesn't, like, this doesn't help it, right? Like, putting this extra pressure on ourselves to, you know, hurry up and heal, right? Those sound contradictory, hurry up and heal. And, and yeah, this, it's just been really hard. And I've been so thankful and fortunate to have people, you know, checking up on me, like, how are you doing? My in-laws, bless their soul. They called almost every other day just to see how I was doing. And I don't, I don't know why I was surprised. Like they're very caring. They've always been very affectionate and welcoming, but I, I didn't realize how much they loved me until I saw how much they, they care. And so they, they would call, ask how I was doing. And, you know, there was really no updates. Like I'm still here. (laughs) I'm still recovering on the couch. Um, but I had so many friends also ask, you know, how are you doing? How My coworkers asking me how I was doing. They did a really good job of yelling at me whenever I was online. They're like, no, you should be resting on the couch. And yeah, this concept of rest, I think, is going to be an ongoing um, work in progress, right? It's, I look okay on the outside. I can walk. I can, you know, I can do some workouts. And I know I'm going to try to go balls to the walls, like doctor cleared me, I can go back to weightlifting, but I know that it's going to, it's not in my best interest to try to go back to where I was before surgery because I'm not the same person, right? I'm not the same person I was before surgery. I mean, hopefully I'm better, (laughs) but we're not the same people after things happen to us, right? whether that's a surgery, whether that's a life trauma, whether that's losing a loved one, we're not the same person. And so we can't expect life to just continue the way that we were before. The only thing that's going to help us move forward into you, you know a new normal is letting ourselves rest. And during these two weeks, I've learned not only rest physically, like take naps. Like, why don't we take more naps? We, they make us take them as kids because, you know, we're quote unquote, you know, we're growing. We need naps. We need energy. We need to rest. I'm still growing mentally, emotionally, right? So I'm definitely going to try to take more naps and like actually listen to my body when I need to rest. And again, it, it really hurt my ego to know that my body needs rest to like, because in my mind, my body needing rest meant my body was weak which is complete bullshit, right guys? Like that's not true. My body needing rest is my body needing rest. Like it went through a surgery not even 14 days ago. I don't know why that's so hard for me to comprehend, but it is. Like, yeah, so what? I could walk the next day. 
I don't know. I think I picture people needing rest after surgery or people who, you know, stayed overnight in the hospital and were plugged up to IV and like, you know, you had to go visit them at the hospital. Like that's a major surgery. Whereas mine, like I was in and out in like five hours. I was back home the same day. Like, I don't know if it's because the doctors, the surgeons tell us like, it's not a major surgery. Like it's pretty common. We've done it. You know, we do it all the time that they, they say it to make us feel comforted. Like we don't want you stressing out. We don't want you to be afraid, which is good, right? We don't want to add more stress to an already stressful situation. But I think it also forces us sometimes to um, belittle the recovery period after that. And so I thought, oh, they said can't work out for two weeks. After two weeks, I'll be back to normal and, you know, and then I can, you know, go back to what I was doing. But I'm at two weeks now and I get so tired so easily that like it pisses me off. Like we went for a hike the other day and we were going up a hill and I had to stop halfway to like catch my breath. And so it's not because I'm, you know, overweight. I have struggles with breathing. It's not that I couldn't do that. I think it's the fact that I could do that before the surgery. And now I can't. That like, that was really hard for me to comprehend. It's almost like grieving the loss of something you could do before. And I think that's something we've all you know, really been hit with during this pandemic. Like, you know, we could do things before that now we can't. And that's really hard. And so I'm going through this like grievance of, I used to be able to work out. I used to have all this energy. I used to be able to do all these things. And now I can't. And again, if I would just let myself rest and heal, I'll be able to do those things again. Like, it's not like I'm not going to be able to. It's just that I can't right now. And the only way I can get there again is to rest, is to listen to my body, is to continue taking naps, which are amazing. And so I don't, I'm, I'm going to continue working on being okay with not being okay. You know, I say that before, you know, I've said that before. You hear it a lot um, in regards to like our mental health. It's okay to not be okay. But it's also okay to not be physically okay. Like if you can't walk up a hill, okay, don't don't take that route. Or, you know, just take your time with it. Have patience. And, you know, right, have patience with yourself. And so it's, I've learned that, you know, physically it's important to rest, take naps, you know, take breaks. You don't have to hike through the whole trail at once. You can, you know, do little sections. And, you know, I'm so thankful Jamie's really, really good about that and, you know, telling me to take it, take it easy, take it slow. But I also learned these past two weeks that taking mental rests is just as important. And so I, you know, I tried really hard to, to continue working whenever I physically felt up to it. But then I would also get really, really exhausted. And so this week, I've been working a lot because we we had some big projects at work going on. But I also made time to watch my favorite TV show. Like, 
I love watching Spongebob when I'm really stressed because it's not something I have to think about. This show makes no sense. Like there's fire underwater. No sense. But it makes me laugh and it decompresses me. It doesn't, I don't have to think about it. It's just a good like brain relaxer. And I've also started doing things that bring me joy that I haven't done in a long time, guys. Like, yes, this podcast brings me joy. Talking to you brings me joy. Yes, of course. But I also really missed being able to express myself artistically. And so I really miss doing arts and crafts. And so instead of, you know, spending hours of my day forcing myself to try to do work, to try to be productive, I tried to do something that was good for me mentally. And so I did some arts and crafts this week and I and I was really excited to learn something new. I started using my Cricut. Um, if you have one, please send me all the help. <laughs> um, but doing something new that, you know, I had to learn that, you know, tested my abilities, that allowed me to do something fun was really, really helpful this week. And so allowing your brain to also rest, I think is just as important as physical rest. So this was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Sorry. But key takeaway from this episode is that I want you to rest. I want, I want myself to rest. And so make sure we keep listening to our bodies. Make sure that we, we start seeing these red flags so that way we can call ourselves out, right? That's the only way we can grow as people is to, to start calling ourselves out and to start seeing the things that we're doing that are not serving us. Having these pressures on ourselves are not serving us. Having these unrealistic expectations of, I'm going to spend my recovery period to work on mouse projects. Yeah, that made, that was complete bullshit. We need to start calling ourselves out on that. And only then can we move forward towards that progress that we want. So I'm going to sleep in a little bit more. I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to take all the naps. And I'm going to watch all the raccoon videos because those bring me joy. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Rest up. this podcast was helpful, please share it with a friend, with a coworker, with a neighbor, with a stranger down the road. Uh, help me spread this knowledge as far as possible because we all sometimes need a friend that's there for us, that's looking out for us. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening in and I'll talk to you next time.